Section six of the Iliad for Boys and Girls. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lizzie Driver. The Iliad for Boys and Girls by Alfred J. Church. The Great Deeds of Diomede. Many great deeds were done that day, and many chiefs showed themselves to be valiant men. But the greatest deeds were done by Diomede, and of all the chiefs there was not one who could be matched with him. No one could tell, so fierce was he, and so swiftly did he charge, in which host he was fighting, whether with the Greeks or with the sons of Troy. After a while the great archer Pandarus aimed an arrow at him, and hit him on the right shoulder. And when Pandarus saw that he had hit him, for the blood started out from the wound, he cried out in great joy, O men of Troy, I have wounded the bravest of the Greeks. He will soon fall dead in his chariot, or grow so weak that he can fight no longer. But Diomede was not to be conquered in this fashion. He leapt down from his chariot, and said to the man who drove the horses, Come, and draw this arrow out of the wound. And this the driver did. And when Diomede saw the blood spurt from the wound, he prayed to the goddess Athena, O goddess, stand by me, as you always did stand by my father. And as for the man who has wounded me, let him come within a spear's cast of me, and he will never boast again. And Athena heard his prayer, and came and stood beside him, and took away the pain from his wound, and put new strength into his hands and feet. Be bold, O Diomede, and fight against the men of Troy. As I stood by your father, so will I stand by you. Then Diomede fought even more fiercely than before. Just as the lion, which a shepherd has wounded a little when he leaps into the fold, grows yet more savage, so it was with Diomede. And as he went to and fro through the battle, slaying all whom he met, Aeneas, who was the bravest of the Trojans after Hector, thought how he might best be stopped. So he passed through the army till he came to where Pandarus the archer stood. To him he said, Where are your bow and arrows? Do you see this man, how he is dealing death wherever he goes? Shoot an arrow at him, but first make your prayers to Zeus, that you may not shoot in vain. Pandarus answered, This man is Diomede, I know his shield and his helmet, the horses too are his. Some god, I am sure, stands by him and defends him. Only just now I sent an arrow at him, yes, and hit him in the shoulder. I thought that I had wounded him to the death, for I saw the blood spurt out. But I have not hurt him at all. And now I do not know what I can do, for I have no chariot here. Eleven chariots I have at home, and my father would have had me bring one of them with me. But I would not, for I was afraid that the horses would not have provender enough, being shut up in the city of Troy. So I came without a chariot, trusting to my bow, and lo, it has failed me these two times. Two of the chiefs I have hit, first Menelaus, and then this Diomede. Yes, I hit them, and I saw the red blood flow, but I have not harmed them. Surely, if I ever get back to my home, I will break this useless bow. Then Aeneas said to him, Nay, my friend, do not talk this way. If you have no chariot, then come in mine, and see what horses we have in Troy. If Diomede should be too strong for us, still they will carry us safely back to Troy. Take the reins and the whip, and I will fight. Or, if you would rather, do you fight, and I will drive. Pandarus said, It is best that the horses should have the driver whom they know. 
If we should have to flee, they might stand still, or turn aside, missing their master's voice. Now Diomede was on foot, for he had not gone back to his chariot, and his charioteer was by his side, and the man said to him, Look there, two mighty warriors, Pandarus and Aeneas, are coming against us. It would be well for us to go back to the chariot, that we may fight them on equal terms. But Diomede answered, Do not talk of going back. I am not one of those who go back. As for my chariot, I do not want it. As I am, I will go against these men. Both of them surely shall not go back, even if one should escape. And if I slay them, then do you climb into the chariot and drive it away. There are no horses in the world as good as these, for they are the breed which Zeus himself gave to King Tross. While he was speaking, the two Trojan chiefs came near, and Pandarus cast his spear at Diomede. It pierced the shield and also the belt, so strongly was it thrown, but it went no further. But Pandarus cried, Aha! You are hit in the loin! This wound will stay you from fighting. Not so, said Diomede. You have not wounded me at all, but now see what I will send. And he threw his spear, nor did he throw in vain, for it passed through the warrior's nose and teeth and tongue, and stood out under his chin. And the man fell from his chariot, and the armour clashed loudly upon him. But Aeneas would not leave his comrade. He leapt from the chariot, and stood with shield and spear over the body, as a lion stands over the carcass of some beast which it has killed. Now Diomede had no spear in hand, neither could he draw out from the dead body that which he had thrown. Therefore he stooped, and took up from the ground a big stone. So big was it that two men such as men are now could scarcely lift it up, and threw it at Aeneas. On the hip it struck him, and crushed the bone, and the hero fell upon his knees, and clutched at the ground with his hands, and everything grew dark before his eyes. Thus had he died, but for his mother, the goddess Aphrodite. She caught him up in her arms, and threw a veil over him to hide him. But Diomede did not like that he should escape, and he rushed with a spear at the goddess, and wounded her in the arm, and the blood gushed out. Such blood as flows in the veins of gods, who eat not the food, nor drink the drink of men. She dropped her son with a loud shriek, and fled up into the sky. And bold Diomede called after her. You should not join in the battle, daughter of Zeus. You have to do not with men, but with women. But Apollo caught up Aeneas when his mother dropped him. Even then Diomede was loath to let him escape, for he was bent on killing him and stripping him of his arms. Three times did he spring forward, and three times did Apollo put back his shining shield. And when he came to the fourth time, Apollo called out to him in an awful voice, Beware, Diomede, do not think to fight with gods. Then Diomede fell back, for he was afraid. But Apollo carried Aeneas to the citadel of Troy, and there his mother Latona and his sister Artemis healed the hero of his wounds. But he left an image of the hero in the midst of the battle, and over him the Greeks and the Trojans fought, as if it had been the real Aeneas. End of the Great Deeds of Diomede